Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. And welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodrand. And I'm Jake Watroba. On today's episode, we talk about sports, or at least try to. Listeners, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at Uncle Sam's Soccer Pod. We always enjoy your feedback and comments, so continue to send them in. Now, let's get to today's show. All righty, Jake, we are back. And, uh, well, what has changed in the last month? <laughs> I was thinking about it. You could take the entire month off from sports and you'd be in the exact same spot you were 31 days ago. I feel like we haven't missed anything. This is, and listeners, this is literally, outside of like texting, this is literally the first time Steven and I've had probably talked to each other since the last time we recorded too. And I don't feel like there's, I don't feel like there's anything you and I needed to say prior to cracking the mic. We're like, well, I guess we'll just start where we left off. Which Have, was, have you watched to talk Sports Center? Have you listened to sports radio the last four weeks i've been in and out of it now luckily for me i had a week of tom brady and the debacle of that right the the outcry and the patriots having the draft coming up and quarterback needs so there's been some sports i've been able to take in but holy moly jake there is i i, I cannot turn on espn i couldn't care less for what Stephen a smith or Skip Bayless or Colin Cowherd are, are talking about. I don't care. I'm annoyed by it. Frankly, this is sports radio these days. So, I watched Tiger King last night. Oh, did you know? How was it, Jim? Gotta say, Carol Tiger Bastis King. did it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. It's, <laughs> th- that is what sports has come down to. Where they try to commentate on cultural things but here's the problem there's nothing happening in the entertainment world and you know what really pisses me off is that you have all these late night hosts from nbc with um seth myers to colbert none of them can buy a microphone for a couple hundred dollars and put it into their home or get some technician down there to design some sort of home studio. So some of them have figured it out. Others, they're talking behind a piece of paper and you can barely hear them. It's frustrating. You're such an audio snob. Yeah, I am. But, Jake, you make you if you were make millions of dollars, you don't think you could figure that out? Or you couldn't just hire some jamoke off the street and be like, Underneath the table, well, be like, we gotta we gotta social distance, so you can't have some jamoke off the street come in. You know what I mean? Well, you could ask some jamoke from an intern from the office to quickly come by before. Okay, everybody had that twelve hour window to figure out their social distancing. You couldn't have figured it out then. I don't know. I also don't. 
I don't watch these the late night shows because I don't only think any of them are funny. To be honest no, with you, that's fair. Um, so but I I have I, the one thing I will notice I did try watching the Daily Show. Um, that must have been two or three weeks ago, and when there isn't a studio audience laughing, these shows just aren't funny. There there's nothing there. Maybe maybe I'm dumb and maybe I need to be told when to laugh or when to think something is funny. But I'm watching these. And I'm just, I just think this is so bad. Or when Tom Hanks hosted the, uh, what was it, the SNL at home thing they did? People uh, like that. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> you know what's I terrible? I watched his opening monologue, and I'm like, what is this? Is no, 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 Jake, Jake. You know what's terrible? I didn't even watch it. I just heard the audio of it. It, it sounded like video games, like friends playing video games. The M- ESPN's uh, horse competition. Awful. That is awful. <laughs> I. I tried watching that earlier this week, thinking for whatever reason it might be something to, worth watching. What cracks me up is you have you have some guys are playing in like their home gym where they have an actual like basketball court, and other people are playing on their driveway, and they're well, let's take a free throw from you know whatever, do it like with my offhand. So player X has an actual free throw line. Player Y is on his driveway. He doesn't know where the free throw line is. So how, how do we know these are even the same shots? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't oh know. God. You're getting that technical. I'm just talking about the terrible camera work. Me. I mean, well, it, that's to be expected when they're recording off of iPhones and iPads. Right, right. And, it's, and they're, oh, 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 you made it. You made it. Oh, you made it. I didn't see it. What do you, what do you make? Like stupid. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. I'm not sitting here telling you it's, it's good. It, it, oh, it's that bad. Uh, that's bad. The 2k league is bad. The 2k league could have been somewhat interesting. Had they had somebody kind of direct conversation in between the two players playing NBA 2k, but no, I can't, I think I watched for like f- as long as I could, maybe like five minutes. It was Patrick Beverly playing Hassan Whiteside and th- they didn't even talk. They have both their faces up on the screen, and then below that they have the the game itself. And these guys aren't even talking to each other, and there's no music underneath it, so it's literally just dead silent. You hear the, the Xbox controller clicking every now and then. <laughs> Beyond that, no one's saying anything to each other. Click. It's so stupid. Another thing I think is really stupid too, and Steven, you're going to agree with me on this one as well. The need for and i get it you're your content creator you gotta create content somehow and there's no sports to talk about the dumb power rankings or all-time mls starting 11 or all-time u.s men's national team starting 11 oh my god i can't I do it care. i don't I care i don't care do stop please the only stop. thing I don't even, oh, annoying the thing. only sports the only sports i've taken in in these last 31 days outside of trying to dabble in nba 2k league with the players uh playing it has been the uh, Sunderland and, and Leeds United docu-series on Netflix and Prime Video. Those are the only two things I've really been able to watch that's sports-related. Very well. I've been I've been watching some um, classic games. I'll be honest, Jake. I, I watched the 2004 Game 4 of the 8LCS between the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees for just some good old times. I also watched NBC... Sports was putting some classic Sunday night football games, and it was the Patriots and Broncos. And it was the game in 2013 where the Patriots were down uh, 24 at halftime. I guess it was like a preview of the Super Bowl 51 where they were down 28-3 to the Atlanta Falcons. But other than that, yeah, it's been really hard to consume anything. And listeners, 
we're we're about to talk about some actual sporting news here, but before we get to that, just wanted to say I hope you all are doing well. I know it's a tough situation. Uh, Jake and I have had to deal with our own personal stuff, but we are glad that uh, you are joining us on this episode. So just chime in. Question of the day, simple. How are you doing? Jake and I, we're, we're doing fine. We decided let's put some show to get, uh, some shows together so in the coming weeks you'll have some more content to listen to. And, and hopefully it's a distraction from the politics, from the public health scare, from the economic scare, from just daily life of having to be with the same people constantly and not having that break. So hopefully this is a break to your ears of hearing other people talk. Tell us how you're doing. Let's talk on Twitter about stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a long time no talk between us and, and the listeners. So uh, yeah, if you guys have any other, anything you want to throw at us on Twitter, go ahead at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. There you go. Yeah, question of the day: How are you doing? Alrighty, Jake and listeners, let's talk about sports because I think there's some interesting developments regarding American soccer uh, that have come to light in the last several days and we're going to begin with sound from dr anthony fauci he was on good luck america which is like a snapchat show type deal i don't know i'm not a social media expert with snapchat but it's hosted by peter hamby and he had a question to dr fauci about when will we see the return of sports there's a way of doing that. Nobody comes to the stadium. Put them in big hotels, you know, wherever you want to play. Keep them very well surveilled, namely a, a surveillance, but have them tested like every week and make sure they don't wind up infecting each other or their family and just let them play the season out. I mean, people say, well, you know, you, you, you can't play without spectators. Well, I think you'd probably get enough buy-in from people who are dying to see a baseball game particularly me i'm living in washington we have the world champion washington nationals you know i want to see them play again uh jake promising news dr fauci a health expert says it's possible we could have the return of sports sometime during the summer that's great however (laughs) here comes the negativity the butt there's always a but to this, but I think baseball's fine without fans. First of all, okay, there's a lot of things. There's there's a lot of benchmarks. I think he's he's placed in this. One, do we really think any of these leagues are going to come back where you're going to allow players or teams to travel from city to city? No, not there's no look, right. Look, it if doesn't I, seem... if I'm the NBA, if I'm an NBA player, I want nothing to do with flying into. New York City to play the Knicks, the Nets, like that's the epicenter. That, like, no. That, that, I mean, Jake, that, that's an excellent point. First of all, who's who's gonna want to? What players gonna want to travel? What commissioner is gonna want their players to travel? The the only thing that makes sense this upcoming season, if the NBA, NHL want to finish their season, if MLB and Major League Soccer want to begin or just continue their season, is to find some sort of remote place. And we've heard theories floated out there regarding the NBA or North Dakota with the NHL, uh, Arizona and Florida for MLB. I don't know what's going to happen with college football. It seems like that's just going to get shifted completely to the spring because colleges are are colleges going to be open. How are you going to have colleges close online classes and, and then be like, well, yeah. And then we're going to have college football. It makes no sense. I don't know what the NFL is going to do. The longer this goes on, the NFL is going to have uh, an increasing uh, 
uh, a bigger increasing size question mark regarding their season and whether or not they can even do anything because you got mini camp, training camp coming up in in the well, next. And the NFL is fortunate weeks. that it, it's 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 still three three months away before training camp even starts, and I get mini camp and OTAs. That's all important and everything, but. I mean, they're still three months out from from training camp even starting, so they still got some time to kind of figure things out. Maybe this all you know gets better, or goes away by July, end of July, and then everything can pick back up as it should with the NFL. I just, I just don't understand. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to play these games at neutral sites or in one area. Like, I, right? I just, for me, I can't imagine being a player being told we're gonna go to Detroit. And by the way, there's a lot of cases in Michigan. Uh, so unless the goal is we're gonna fly into New York. And immediately go to Madison Square Garden, and we're gonna play a game, and then turn around and hop right back no, on that plane and go dumb. back home. Yeah, I, I just don't. As a player, I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing right. that. And the flip side of the coin too is you're talking about these neutral sites. If you're the NHL or even the NBA, you know, do you want to be holed up in a hotel in Grand Forks, North Dakota, playing hockey games until your season's over? Like, I've been to Fargo. I've been to North Dakota. Right, but it's if not, you, I mean, but, I get it. But you're Jake, in a Jake, Jake, do, Jake, it, it if you have like a chance, terrible life. if you have the chance to win the Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, and you're making millions of dollars, and this is the way to do it for a couple of weeks, months, whatever it may be, you do it. You suck it up, honey. I'm gonna go make a million dollars. See you later. Bro, <laughs> That's what you say to your family. Me. No, but but uh, uh, Doctor Anthony Fauci obviously says no fans. That makes sense. Now, whether or not there's travel, it doesn't seem likely either. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not a commissioner. I don't have to make these big decisions. Then you have the testing element. Where are we on the development of that? Again, I'm not on the inside of all those things, and I'm not going to act or say that I do. I simply don't. Okay? If you really want to do some digging, watch the news, read up on it, it's complicated. It's a complicated situation. Here is the bigger question. The return of sports without fans. People are going to go wild. It's the return of sports. People are going to do something. Now, are we going to see the return of sports as restaurants and bars are opening up? I don't know. That'd be an interesting question. The weather is going to be a lot nicer. People are going to be outside. Are they going to want to sit inside and watch sports without fans? There's only so much of that I think people will take before they're going to get bored of it. Unless, especially, especially out-of-market games. Jake, I, I tell you not. I could not be less excited to watch the Houston Dynamo versus Sporting Kansas City on a, in a neutral site without fans in the middle of July. I mean, How, I couldn't watch I couldn't watch AC Milan Juventus without fans. I, I mean, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. How the hell am I supposed to sit through Rapids Whitecaps with no fans? Like, it's something to do. Right, right, and I think the, the game, well, the game that you, I, 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 you're referring is, I think Juventus Inter Milan, and okay, sorry. The reason why I bring this up is Juventus and Inter Milan have some of the biggest players in the world. They're two storied clubs, and if you and I can't sit through 15 minutes of that, how the hell am I going to watch DC United versus the Chicago Fire? Sure, the first two weeks people are going to be thrilled. You're going to people are going to tune in, but MLS doesn't have the playoffs that they can like back their marketing around. You also have other leagues competing to get the market share of the TV ad revenue, right? Jake, let me tell you, the average sports fan, what do you think they're more likely to watch? The NBA f- playoffs, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, regular season 
MLS, regular season MLB. What, what, what are we watching? I think it's whatever you're into, but I can tell you for a fact that MLS is going to rank at the bottom of that list for viewership out of those four. And that's where they're put behind the eight ball here. And you can even throw in PGA now that they're going to be coming back. It sounds like mid June. And what about the European leagues? What about the European? I mean, the thing with the European leagues, the nice thing about them, at least if you're MLS, is they're going to be playing in the morning, you know, in America, at least. So you don't really compete against that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So much, but, but still, like you're, like you're outlying here, MLS in the summertime is really competing against baseball until preseason. The NFL kicks off and, so it really, it's just MLS and MLB for the you know for you know basically from May, June, July, and then August rolls around, and then you get preseason football. But they're going to be it's going to be much harder for them to get viewership now that there's a potential that the NBA and NHL could have their seasons pushed into late July, early August if they try to wrap up their seasons. And you talk about I I. I to me, I think soccer without fans is virtually unwatchable. I can't do it. I don't. There's there the 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 crowd atmosphere in a soccer game is unique, unlike any other sport we have here in North America. And for whatever reason, you watch players playing behind closed doors, no fans. To me, it might as well just be you watching twenty-two guys at your local park playing soccer. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like it's just. <laughs> It feels like it's an exhibition game. I don't know about you. I think people are, are obviously excited for the return of sports. You and I and everyone else we've talked to can't wait, okay? Yes, we'll probably watch a lot more sports without fans than we're going to admit to. I don't know necessarily how many people are going to watch out-of-market games. If your club's not in it, why are you going to invest the time in the game? I mean, to be honest... As much as I love Carlos Vela, Bob Bradley, and LAFC, I watch part in part watch LAFC home games because the atmosphere is fantastic. Seattle, I was saying to say that Atlanta, Atlanta, right? Who's going to watch a zero zero game without fans in? Oh God! In a soccer field if, in the if, middle if, of Kansas. If there's if there's no fans. And it's zero zero. They gotta go to like that weird wonky shootout they used to do twenty years ago, where you have yeah, just you might the goalie. As well get really creative as when it comes to points allegations. Maybe you make it where there are no win- uh, draws. Change the entire season up for Ike. It's one season. Why not go crazy with it and have fun with it? But there is a real ramification without fans for Major League Soccer. We're gonna get to that point here in a second. I'm reading from ESPN.com, Noah Davis's article with the headline, MLS After Coronavirus, What Will the League Look Like When It Returns? Now, this was written uh, March 15th, obviously very important in today's very busy news to uh, provide that context. Now, Jake, I'm going to read uh, a couple of lines here. I'm going to get your reaction. Quote, speaking to ESPN's Taylor Twillman, MLS Commissioner Don Garber said the league is exploring tournament formats and neutral location with games that would most likely be, most likely be played behind closed doors in what he dubbed MLS studio matches. It sounds pretty much uh, uh, the most likely scenario of MLS wants to return. They're going to have to play behind closed do- doors. 
have we heard of any rumor where they would be able to play this or host this thing? Obviously, North Dakota, NHL, Arizona, Florida, MLB. The NBA has toiled Las Vegas out there. I haven't heard any cities, locations for MLS. Would it be Kansas City? Isn't there a big, big complex, complex yeah. with for the U.S. soccer out Honestly, there? Honestly, Dallas wouldn't be that bad. They have a huge complex of fields right behind uh, Toyota Stadium. You could have an ongoing season there. I mean, you could play in Toyota Stadium, and then you have a ton of fields outside. I don't know what you're going to do with the camera work, but you could get away with it. Yeah, unless you set up a perch somewhere where you just have a camera guy yeah, watching games back and forth. I I, I mean, look, it, again, this comes back to my thing with the NBA or these teams traveling to city to city. I don't want – if I'm a player, I want nothing to do with going to New York for a, a couple months. Isn't so it bad if luck I have by the league look, if you're going to enforce that too? The PR nightmare. Okay, so you make millions of dollars, your athletes, and you're going to get – preferential treatment to travel around city to city oh yeah i think yeah, i think that is a bad look too and you're getting tested every week or however frequently it is to ensure that no that you're not you don't have it or somebody in the league doesn't have it uh, meanwhile there's a support there's a shortage of tests right now where we're not I, I just can't walk into a medical clinic and get tested unless i have severe symptoms of COVID 19 yeah i think that is a uh i think a lot of this could potentially be a bad it could be a PR nightmare for a lot of these leagues. So in my regard, I guess, I guess the neutral site thing does make sense just right. because you're not giving preferential treatment to these uh, players, at least mm-hmm. not that much preferential t- treatment that is, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like the neutral site thing, I'm not a big fan of it, but I guess if you want sports back for the, the remainder of 2020, maybe I, we just got to bite that bullet. Continuing with the story from Noah Davis. According to Victor A. Matheson, a professor of economics and accounting at College of the Holy Cross, there's far too much investment in the league to simply walk away. MLS owners have plowed about $4 billion into stadium infrastructure. And this is Matheson uh, giving quote to Davis. What is good for the MLS fan is there that all of these MLS owners have a bunch of skin in the game. At this point, every owner has hundreds of millions of dollars invested, either in the form of an expansion fee in a stadium or some combination of the two, he said. There is a couple billion reasons why MLS owners aren't going to walk away. Did it ever seem feasible to you that they're going to walk away so early in their season that they're just going to say, yeah, we'll come back in, in I guess, what, 12 months? Yeah, I mean, Stephen, MLS is certainly feeling the effects of this. Um, you know, to me, I guess, it, I, to me, it doesn't make, as a, as a fan, it doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't come back. Although uh, there is some audio we want to play for you guys in a future episode that would lead us to believe that maybe they are considering actually uh, closing up shop for this season. That it might make more financial sense for them to do so. I mean, USL has essentially said that they can't have any fans this year they're not playing the season at all that you know it, they're going to take more of a loss if they play behind closed doors than they would if they just didn't play at all so uh be on the lookout for that one as well jake now uh, this is the last point i want to make from this story because i think it's, it's rather fascinating matheson the economist doesn't think fans will return to stadiums until there is a vaccine which wow that's that's a juicy nugget right there and that's something we can t- discuss for another day 
let's continue here. While he can envision some leagues having closed-door matches broadcast primarily for television, this doesn't make sense for MLS. A league that makes a significant portion of its revenue, roughly 40%, from home games and associated sponsorship money. Some estimates, if you take the average per game attendance in 2019, which is which was 21,330 and multiply it by the average ticket price which was $31 you get you get about this is me putting my number about $700,000 per game ticket revenue factoring that in an average 20 to 40 dollar match day spend at the stadium basic basically food drink and merchandise for every person in the stadium, that number rises to roughly $1.5 million per game, plus whatever in-stadium sponsorship opportunities arise from programs, mascots, or and or announcements. That, that puts MLS in a very tricky position. It does, and this has kind of been the problem we've talked about with this league for God knows how long, which is this next TV rights deal is massive because as you can see here— <laughs> Well, the question is this how league, many people are going to invest in that now? This, right, and but, but you can see this league literally cannot function that long <laughs> without uh, it, it. It is super dependent upon its its uh its crowds. I mean, look at here. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the art, the article right here. It goes on to say MLS earns around ninety million dollars dollars a year from its television partners, compared to six billion dollars for the NFL. Obviously, the NFL is a giant, is a giant in this country, but even further, two point six six billion for the NBA, one point point five billion for MLB. And then here's the league. You can compare it to uh, $200 million for the NHL. So as you can see here, I mean, $90 million split up. I mean, how many, I mean, how many teams are at 26 teams now? Split up 26 ways. That's not – that's nothing. Nothing. That's – that's, that's I mean, look, it's a lot of money to you and me, but that's peanuts for some of these, some of these teams, you know? That's chump change. What's so this? you can uh, see why this league, this league needs fans. I'm just, I'm just going to say Jake's Skype connection is doubling up every other word. So you're repeating yourself, and there's nothing I can do about it. So welcome to 20, 2020 during coronavirus <laughs> meeting. It, I, it, maybe it drove my point home then if it doubled up every one of my words. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing I, I, I couldn't do anything about it. I was like, I, I'm not going to edit through that. That's just too much time to wait. I, I can spend other, doing other things. Here's the last quote from Matheson. There's no plausible reason why it would go to closed-door games. If you can't put fans in the seats, you can't do anything. MLS did not respond to requests for comments for this story. This, there's, I don't know what MLS is going to do, okay? NFL seems to be like, well, we're going to just wait to see what happens, right? MLB, they're lucky because they have spring training down in Florida and Arizona. They have facilities ready, right? The NBA, NHL... Uh, two different leagues there. NHL, smaller compared to the NBA. The NBA has stars. Okay, they, they can lose money, no doubtably, from this season. But let me tell you, you put a bunch of stars in Las Vegas at a hotel and you have some sort of playoff system to get a winner, people will tune in. Because why? They're superstars. If it's the Celtics versus LA or LeBron versus Giannis, people are going to watch. The NHL... I think it is very much dependent on if it's the big hockey towns like Boston that make a deep run because Boston is one of the best teams in the league. And I think if you're NHL, you're praying that you have like a Vegas, Boston type Stanley Cup final where it is the two larger, two larger 
of the 31 teams in the NHL that are there. MLS, who are you going to market around? I don't know what they're going to... Simply, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know all the logistics behind it. But Jake, point being, and we're going to end on this conclusion of today's show, is if you're MLS, what the bleep are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's going to be super interesting. I think they're going to play the games this year. Let me let me put you on the spot. This, this... If if MLS doesn't play, are you going to be disappointed? Because you you were quite excited for opening match day one. Dude, whatever you okay. Want to call I know. It. I know. I know. We're media. I know. I know. We're supposed to be objective and not biased. But god damn, I was excited for Minnesota United this year. Let me just those first two games. I was like, oh my god. I told you guys, I'm like, I think they're one of the three best teams in the Western Conference, and you and our, you, you kind of laughed at me. Um, but after I think you, you watched that, you're like, oh, I almost, I almost swore right there. Uh, <laughs> I think you, you, uh, you and some other folks were in agreement with me that they actually might be uh, pretty good. Granted, two games in, super yep, early in the, yep, early in the yep. season, but yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little uh, bummed out if they cancel. Um, this season because Minnesota United I, look I live in Losersville we don't have m- very many winners up here uh, I, I I was looking for minutes I was looking forward to Minnesota United. but anyway that's it that's the show we'll be back we're gonna talk we're gonna talk more about this subject about is there a potential lockout on the horizon for major league so- soccer how's that for a tease there we go we're gonna get some guests too in the coming weeks we're, we're back listeners expect it Expect us to be back. We're back. We're, we got to talk again. We, we took a month off, figured out our lives. We're back. Flag has been planted. You can follow Stephen Jodoran at Stephen Jodoran. You can follow myself at Jake Petroba, and you can follow, follow the show at Unksam Soccer Pod on Twitter. For Stephen, I, I am Jake. We will talk to you guys later. <laughs>